Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation. Where today we're going to take a look at a couple passages passages of Scripture in Matthew 20, Matthew 21, where Jesus gives these parables. He said, "The kingdom of heaven is like a father or a master who says, go work in my vineyard. Go work in my vineyard." And so we're going to take a look at these scriptures here. So Matthew chapter 20. I don't have the whole thing up here because it's a little bit long. Is the parable of the landowner. It says the landowner goes into the the town or the marketplace. He sees some guys who are just standing around. And he tells them, go work in my vineyard. And I'll pay you a denarius for the day. Now keep in mind, that first group, what's their agreement? Go work in my vineyard. And he will pay you a denarius for the day. The second group, he goes back out a few hours later. He finds a second group of guys and he tells them, go work in my vineyard and I'll pay you what's right. So now they got a different deal. They're not working for a denarius. They're trusting in the generosity of the landowner. Imagine going for a job interview and you ask what the pay is and the the boss says, I'll pay you whatever I think is right. Most people would not take that job. You'd have to trust in that boss, trust in that landowner. And then he goes back out into the marketplace a third time in the evening. And he finds some more guys. It says they were just standing around. And he tells them, go work in my vineyard. Go work in my vineyard. No promise. I'm not going to pay you a denarius. I'm not going to pay you what's right. Just go work, go work in my vineyard. And those are the guys that end up getting the highest pay. They get paid for the whole day, even though they work only one hour. And the other guys get jealous. They get angry. They start grumbling and complaining because they work through the heat of the day and they got the same pay as the other guy. Well, the other guy had a higher level of trust. He wasn't guaranteed anything. He had a higher level of trust. That's why he got paid the higher amount. And then right after that, in Matthew chapter 21, Jesus tells another parable. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who had two sons. He went to the first one and he said, son, go work in my vineyard today. Now, notice, no promise. I'm not going to pay you a denarius. I'm not going to pay you what's right. Just go. So it took the son obeying and it took the son trusting. That as he did what he was supposed to do, his father was going to take care of him. And then he goes on to say the other son, he tells the other son, go work in my vineyard. And it says the first guy says, no, I'm not going to go. But then he changes his mind and he goes. The second guy says, oh, okay, I'll go work in the vineyard. But then he doesn't do it. I think the first principle here for us is a lot of people won't go do something unless they're guaranteed some return. We got to get to that place of that simple obedience with God where he says, go work in my vineyard. And we go because we trust that if we do that, we're right in his plan. He's going to take care of us. And we'll prosper more that way than by agreeing with him. I'm only going to do this if you do this type of agreement. Just that simple obedience because we are his children. He said to his son, go work in my vineyard. So we're going to take communion over this today. Asking God to help us to understand this and to walk in just the simple level of obedience with him. 
to go work in his vineyard. We got some good works to do. Jesus came to purify a people who were zealous for good works, I think it says in Titus. But why do we take communion every day? Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. The Apostle Paul says, every time you take communion, you're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all the benefits of this new covenant. So as we take communion today, we're believing we're receiving this from help, with this help from God today, helping us to understand these parables, helping us to walk in that consistent obedience because we trust. We follow his leading. We do what he says is right and best. He knows better than we do. He's going to take care of us. But it's also important we take communion the right way. 1 Corinthians 11 says, we should be examining ourselves before we take communion. It says, so then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. And that is why so many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we're judged in this way by the Lord, we're being disciplined so that we will not finally be condemned with the world. And so let's take a moment to examine ourselves. Let's start with, what are some ways that we walked in the light, that we walked in love, that we walked in the truth over the last day? Let's celebrate these ways. We get the opportunity every day to partner with God, to walk in the light with Him. What are ways that we put God first? We were honest and transparent, present and full of peace and joy. Walking in love, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best. We responding with faith and positivity, even in the face of adversity, because we believe we trust in God. Ways that we took action, we were obedient, we kept persevering. Ways that maybe we took the pressure off of ourselves or others, we gave ourselves grace. We gave other people grace when they missed the mark. We assumed the best about other people. And when you walk in the light, it's just energizing. It's like you're in this flow state. You're, it's just an energizing place to be. It's got everything we need. There's fullness in Christ when we're walking in the light. But we all have buttons that can get pushed. Buttons in our heart that make us want to respond in an ungrateful way, in an ungracious way, in an ugly way. That cause us to get out of our position in the light. We've all got those buttons that push, push, can be pushed. It could be health. It could be finances. It could be relationships. And the symptoms of that broken fellowship with God or people. We feel like there's a strain in the relationship. We're lacking peace in that relationship. Maybe we snap at people or we got stress and frustration. We got he heaviness or pressure. We're lacking that rest in our soul. We lack self-control or we respond in a harsh or angry way. We feel down or depressed. 
We get into complaining and venting and being ungrateful, toiling away in our mind with stress and worry. Maybe we prioritize stuff and money over people. We get stingy rather than generous, hoard things. Maybe when other people wrong us, we retaliate at them or give them the silent treatment or avoid them. Could be focused on lack, not enough time, not enough resources, not enough money. When there's fullness in Christ, could feel like there's something missing, but there's that fullness in him. And so we're going to take communion. We're going to ask God to help us to reprogram these buttons first. And then we're going to take our communion here. Heavenly Father, we're just so grateful. We get to walk in the light as you are in the light. Help us to walk in the light more consistently. We ask you to forgive us for any ways that we lost our positioning. Maybe we responded in an ungraceful way. We missed it for whatever reason. We're asking you to help us to reprogram our hearts in those areas. Because what you put within us is more than enough. All the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith that we'll ever need. It's on the inside of us. And we're asking for your help to grow it and to cultivate it so we respond to those issues of life in a beautiful, graceful way. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in your remembrance of me. We'd all missed it. We'd all turned to our own ways. All missed the mark and God laid upon Jesus the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes, we've been healed. He was crushed and destroyed, smitten by God. So that we could be right and holy and perfect in his sight. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. And he raised us up together with him, made us sit together with him. And communion's a celebration of our union with him. Being joined back together with him as one. So Father, I thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. His blood washes us and cleanses us, gives us a fresh start in life. We get to walk in the light today in a covenant relationship with God. So, Father, I thank you for this cup. I ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. <clears throat> All right. Go work in my vineyard. Let's talk about some practical application into our health and fitness. 
we got some work to do. Your body, our bodies are designed to do some work. We have a much higher capacity for work than I think we all know. We've got to put in that work consistently in our health and fitness, not because of the reward, but because it's the right thing to do. Physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. And we got to put that faith to work. We got to put that power that God put on the inside of us. We got to put it to work. Ephesians 3.20 says, God can do abundantly above all we ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And it says, according to the power, his power that's at work within us. We got to put that power to work. Physical exercise is a way for us to practice that. But I hope it's been helpful for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.